everyone, and welcome to the Legion of the Live stream, episode number 231, the 20th of September 2019. Beware, all ye peoples. Come along, people now. Smile on your brother. Everyone love one another. For this I, Alex Garth on March. And with me, Brett, Heathen Dog, Christopher. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. I'm glad you're coming today because today is the follower giveaway. All you have to do is be a follower of this channel and you get to roll to win yourself one or more of six Steam games. Indeed. We have six games we're giving away. It'll be good. You could win them. You could possibly win all of them if you're a subscriber and you win every time, which would be strange. But we've seen similar happen before. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, who was it that won all three of what the L73? Of the there you go. All three of the hardcover uh, core rule books for for an entire system. He won them all. Clean sweeped it. Yeah, yeah. Beldahar won a bunch of stuff once too, but he usually gives it back away. Yep. He's too cool. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's too cool to do stuff like that. That's right. And too the cool uh, the chat is disappearing, which I hate. I didn't tell it to do that. I know. That's all right. Well, fix it. Fix it. Someone I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Fix it. Fix it. All right. So, everyone, thank you for coming us with us today. We appreciate all you. What have you been doing today, Mr. Heathen Dog? What interesting things have happened to you? Oof, today, my son uh, signed up for martial arts class. Well, you got to start him young, I suppose. Exactly. He's seven. He's got to learn to kick some ass, take some names, or pretty much. he's going to be in trouble. Hey, elementary school these days, it's rough out there, man. I bet. I, I know that you're from the hood, so you understand how rough life could be. Exactly right. That's right. The uh, Today, in the car, my kids were fighting, and I told them they better be good or I'm going to make them watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> that shuts them up. Oh, it stopped real fast. <laughs> Doug says his words are going to the void. Well, that's the way with all words, really. All words go in, out, and then disappear. His son wants to be able to kick again. dad's ass, so mom's the only one that'll keep him in line in the house. Aw, everyone That's... will kick Heathen Dog's booty. Wow. Poor Heathen That's Dog. That's kind of mean. It is kind of mean. But you know what else is mean? Today's segments. Oh. <laughs> it's coming. We have okay. Cannon Busters. We have Isekai Cheat Magician. Is that a I, Japanese uh, word? Magician? Magician? Magician. Whatever. That's how it's spelled. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's uh, and it's isekai. Makes sense. <laughs> isekai. And today in Garthas Compo, we're going to be talking about Strike Force number one because you got to have a number one. Gotta Batman: number one. Curse yep. the White Knight number three and Powers of X number five. Yes, congratulations, Garthon. All prime numbers. Yay! That just worked Good out. Job. That's right. We're going to have follower giveaways. Giveaway stuff to followers the entire episode long. Woo! Yep. Woo! Because we are celebrating, and we will talk about that. Let's talk about it soon. All right, time for the first giveaway. Oh, there it is. Already. Time are you start. handling the giveaways, Heath the Dog? I'm handling the giveaways. Okay, we're opening the giveaway. Exclamation point, Hyper One will get you the first game, which is Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth One. Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth is a JRPG. Uh, it it's very tongue-in-cheek, and it is well it depicts basically the battle between uh the xbox 360 the ps3 and the wii <laughs> oh yeah i want to see that fight <laughs> yeah neptunia is the wii 
just so you know. Okay. All That's right. why I... she has white has the white control pads. Yeah, it there it's it. that's we're trying to remember the world they they're from. Uh game industry is the world they're in. It's, a, it's it's a fun game. It's not the most it's not the greatest game. The Neptunia games got better. Uh the first Neptunia game actually sold way better than they expected it to. <laughs> so they're like, oh crap, we're making more of these pot suckers. And they start stamping them out. But they're good games. They're fun. Uh, pretty interesting combat. Once you level up, the beginning combat's pretty boring. But once you level up, it's actually kind of interesting. Not that I've ever played this game. I just want to... I've heard... Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't sound like it at all. I've heard... Heard I it. saw an article on the internet that explained it. Sure. That's what it is. I got that you. I got you. That's what it is. Don't check my Steam history, please. No, 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 no. All right. So we started that. Exclamation point. Hyper 1. And also... Speaking of being hyper, Gen Con 2020 is coming in 2020. The aptly named Gen Con 2020. Ticket registration, January 2020. Activity sign up, May 2020. Event, August 2020. Start planning now. Be there. Sign up. Baldur's never played it. <laughs> he never played it, and he never reads comics four stars. Hey. <laughs> Ever. Nope. Uh, but we want you to be there with us because we are planning that you, us, the Legion of Myth, Max, He the Dog, Garthon, Elgarian? Are planning to be there. Yes. You should be there too. Buy a ticket. Hang out. If you don't like us, there's plenty of other things to do that are more entertaining. But if you want real entertainment, hang out with Legion Myth. Or until you get bored with us, then go somewhere else and buy a $10 slice of crap pizza at the cafeteria. So, oh. and bring soap. Join our Gen Con discussion boards on Discord. Hang out. It'll be fun. Gen Con is a fun time. It's crazy busy. But uh, you don't have to spend all your time in the pits, you know. No. You, Stream schedule. We stream all times very central. So Elgarian, who is doing Shroud of the Avatar, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. For you, my friends, the premier Shroud of the Avatar science. Hey, don't get hey, famous. The premier Shroud of the Avatar. How can I play, say this? Experience. There you go. That, experience. experience. Perfect. That you'll be able to receive with your current range of senses is available to you. For free, thanks to Elgarian and the Legion of Myth. Mainly Elgarian and the Legion of Myth. So, right. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. And also, if you're playing Shroud of the Avatar, you want to, hey, I love this role-playing thing. You can, for help with, within role-playing within Shroud of the Avatar, go to rpota.com. And if you need help with anything in Shroud of the Avatar, you can watch Elgarian streams and ask him, or go to sodahelp.org. Also, Monday at 8 p.m., he's playing Left 4 Dead 2 with Heathen Dog, where they have lots of fun leaving to die. It's true. That's true. And and the really cool thing about uh, about this is uh, a uh, a longtime uh, watcher and a, uh, a member a, a subscriber of the stream. My fault. She is uh, she won the game with the promise that she will help us defeat this one stage because this one stage <laughs> of Leopard Dead Two is kicking our butt. So I personally paid money so so she could get the game and help us not suck. That is awesome. That is awesome. So hopefully, hopefully Monday I'm, we're all we're not gonna suck. Hypermission Shroud. Speaking of speaking of not sucking, I sent you a chat through Google Hangouts, me or Google Meets that uh, you can you can re replace the uh, the media source for Streamlabs to make it not disappear. Theoretically, couldn't send a nice email. 
Yeah. I got to figure out how to do that in the middle of the stream. All right. So also, he the dog. I already mentioned that he's hanging out with the Garion. But Monday through Friday, he's playing Left 4 Dead 2 on his lonesome on his own channel, and you can check that out. It is fun. It is entertaining. You can I watch found him. a wrench. He found a wrench. <laughs> and also, it's a big deal. Thursday at 8:30 p.m. Central. 9.30 Eastern, he's playing Imperial Galactic Survival with Garthon, that's me, and members of the Legion of Earth community. You all could join together with him and play and have fun and ah, and I, and make that go away, thank you, and all these great things. And you can play with us and you can have fun with us. And if you had a copy of the game, you could join us on the server if you're also yes, a subscriber. And that is always ah, fun to do. Caveats. Caveats and addendums, I say. That's right. But that's okay. It's Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern Legion with live stream. You're watching that now. You're live with us. You're here for the giveaways because we're giving away many things today. Well, games. But we're giving them away. And Sunday at 9 p.m. Central, Garth then plays Final Fantasy III on his old Super NES for your entertainment and edification. And you could watch old school games who do not give a crap about your feelings or autosaves. You screw up. Guess what, buddy? Re reset and reload. I had to do that because I missed a freaking Moogle character. And there oh, we got to watch me reset the game and replay like 40 minutes of stuff. A Moogle character? Yeah, you can get a Moogle. It's like a weird thing with a palm on its head. Anyway, it's a pretty powerful right. character. But you basically, you either have to like save it or this thief dude. I thought I could talk to both of them and it would say, will you save him? Yes, no. Like new games do? No, it was like mm -hmm. I talked to the thief dude because he was closer. And he's like, ah, that's how it is, huh? And then the Moogle falls to his death and he leaps to his death. I'm like, oh. That was weird. That didn't work okay. out, so I had to... It's like, wait, when did I last save? When did I last... Oh, F me. And <laughs> so I reset the game. Duncan called out Imperium is going to be rigged, so he'll finally win it after he had to subscribe on his... He'll have to subscribe on his own. That's the plan. That's the plan. So also, Max Leo, Tuesday, Friday, 12 noon. Destiny 2! On Legion Myth 2, twitch.tv slash Legion Myth 2. And look forward to Garthon starting Legion Myth 8, the Ocho, for only hot Garthon action. <laughs> Legion Myth 8. <laughs> I am going to do that. I'm going to. I better do it fast before someone else does it. Damn it. By the time the stream's over, it'll be done. It's true. It'll be taken. All the websites, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how these things work. Parked. All yeah. right, he the dogs. You, you make that channel for me real quick while this is happening. All right. All right. Done deal. <laughs> No free of access stream Destiny 2 Shadowkeep at Legion Channel 2 Twitch.tv Celsius 2 Beginning the 1st of October 2019 Come for the rage Stay for the bad gameplay I would have put that the other way But you know what Either one you're good with the way you're going to be watching someone rage quit Which is always fun Ah ah He's not, a, he's not allowed to rage quit If he actually rage quits a stream I get 100 bucks Ah uh, so he'll rage pause He could rage pause But he can't He's got to come quit. back He's got to come back. He can walk he away, quit. but he has to come back in five minutes. Yeah. Five-minute timer. That's it. <laughs> start the timer. <laughs> do, 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 do. Prize gimmicks will start once Legion with 2 reaches affiliate status. Mm -hmm. I hate pub rules. Pub rules is, pub is rules. good. Good to see you. So, thank you. Remember, Legion with 2 follow subs, etc. Count towards Legion with Prize and giveaway goals, which we're going to talk about soon. But... You can join Legion Myth. Join us on Discord. Watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Legion Get our gear. Shop.Pressure.com slash Legion of Myth. Follow us on Twitter at Legion Myth. And watch us live. Twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. Best way to interact with us and have fun and hang out and win prizes. Yep. Current goals. We are having our Twitch follower giveaway goal giveaway today. 
Which, because right. we got a thousand followers. Thank you very much, everyone. We held them for over three months. Thank you very much. So here we are. We're giving away prizes, giving away games, and it will have that giveaway soon. The the roll, we promise. To subscribers trying to get a hundred. Uh, we had it once. We're at, we fell out. We had it. We had it once. We're, we're at super 95 close. now. We're super close. Yes. If we get five more, then we tick another box off. We get three months this year. It's locked. That's right. That's locked in. YouTube subscribers, super close there. We're so close to 1,500. And oh, God. Oh, Red Hammers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Red Hammers. Oh, my gosh. That's. That's like when I was yell subscribe at you. Holy crap. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. Ha! Ha ha! Turn about. need to change that volume. Holy crap. So, Patreon, YouTube giveaway, we're at 44. Thank you very much. Remember, uh, Twitch followers, subscribe to all Twitch giveaways and contests, animes, games, giveaways, all the good stuff. And also the stuff on Legion 2 when that happens. Where <laughs> it happens, it's happy. YouTube subscribers, get individual live stream additional LM content. Patreons, YouTube members, you get all sorts of stuff we will help you out with. So, for each goal we meet in 2019, a giveaway will be specific for that venue, such as today we're having the Twitch follower giveaway, games, gift cards, other things. For right now, remember, exclamation point Hyper 1 to enter the giveaway right now. For Hyper Dimension yeah. Neptunia 1. If all Rebirth four goals one. are met and held for three months, we'll give away, have a giveaway with over $1,000 in prizes. I will paint an epic portrait of you doing epic things. You want to be on a throne of skulls? I can do that for you. Yeah. And Heathen Dog will be giving away a, a media server computer, which will be very nice. That's right. And already bought the parts for it. Well, some of the parts for it. That's right. With Twitch, we're only six subscribers away. Well, five now, I guess. With only two days left. Might be four now. Who knows? So tell everyone, like, subscribe, comment, share, more gadget, more growth, more growth, there's more prizes. So tell everyone you like or don't like, be with us. Be with us. We have four years of content on the live stream alone. Oh, good oh, God. Son, oh, Jesus. <laughs> son, you son of a, what? Is that going to keep playing like six times? Yes, it's going to keep playing like six times. Thank you so much, Zon. You are a insane. We appreciate stuff. you very much. <laughs> these are these are two month subs. Oh my god! So uh, there. <laughs> it's gonna keep going. Thanks, Zon. So uh, that giveaway is happening. Uh, well, that's next. a one month sub. <laughs> Madcoat got one. Good job, man. Oh my god. <laughs> that's how we. Uh, now we're being trolled by our own as. Yep, we're animation. being trolled. But the thing is, I'm cool with people trolling me. They're also giving me money. <laughs> I'm okay with oh, that. He's still, and he's sent the Legion with two account, too. That's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it counts. It counts. Thank you, Okay, I, I think I think we uh, tipped the, the checkbox on this one. Yeah, I think that just happened. Yep, that happened. We're out of, we're out of 100. Okay. Like imperial one more month. All right, One so everyone, month. look forward to that giveaway coming up very soon. Thank you to our top patrons, Twitch Giveaway Swords, Gary M., our Illuminati le level member on Patreon. Thank you so much. Uh, Brian H. shares 34 months and 26 months. Amazing. Thank you so much for your support. Yes. Everyone else, thank you. Top and cheers is on and give subscriptions. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Jin said that was one. great. Sean Butts, thank you ever so much, everyone. Thank you to all of our viewers, followers. We really do appreciate you. It is your insanity that keeps us going. So our insanity fuels yours. We appreciate that. Rating system, half star, horrible. Five star, amazing. I don't not, think five stars is happening this week. No, it's not happening this week. It's half not. star isn't. You know, no, I could have given either. JJ Spider-Man half a star and I didn't. You could have. I could have. You really could have. Zon does rule. But Zon I, I've only given out one half star ever. You did. And it deserved it. Ever. I don't even think I've ever given out a one star. I don't think so. 
I've given off a one and a half star once, maybe twice, but whew. oh is, crap, it's time to roll. It's time to roll for Hyperdimension Trinity yes. Rebirth One. Yes, uh, if you want to get in, we're gonna wait ten more seconds. Exclamation point Hyper One to get in on this game. Today redefined by respect for the intelligence of the human race in general. Which title was the half star? You shut up, Baldur. You don't you don't type it. You don't type it. I will ban hammer you. I will I will hammer you down. <laughs> Uh, if only. Okay, exclamation point, hyper one, five seconds left. Our Hawkman got in on the wire. Good job. Three, two, one. And there we go. We are closing the giveaway. We're going to pick ourselves a winner. Winner, winner. Mar Hawkman Mar on the wins. wire. Woo! Congratulations. Winner. Okay, go ahead and whisper. <laughs> he just got in there. That's awesome. The last one in. Go ahead and whisper me your email address, and I will get that to Max. <laughs> and you will be sent your key and through Steam. You will be sent. You will sent your Steam key tomorrow. All right, everyone. Let us let us get let's gather ourselves. Let us pray. Let us get, take a deep breath. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. It is now time for our second giveaway! That's right. This is Hyperdimensional Neptunia Rebirth 2! Two. Two. <laughs> that's right and sister's open. generation that's right exclamation point neptune 2 will get you in on this beautiful beautiful prize and hey you know what it's anime day here in legion of myth so that's that's the theme that is true for a lot of these games it's going to be uh anime type games so check it out all right duncan and baldahar already jumping in you go ahead and do that while we continue on i was just wondering what you would call a a magical lizard who guides a ship down a river. Hmm. Magical lizard that guides a ship down a river. Yeah. What would you call I don't that? know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Someone will figure it out. Okay. Does the lizard have wings? Yes, Duncan. The lizard often does have wings. Determines how the depth of the river and if it's safe to cross. I don't know this thing. You don't know this thing, Heathen Dog? No. I'm unknowledgeable on on helpful river lizard subjects. Mm. Magical lizard. Magical helpful river lizards. Li that lizard who loves gold and treasure. Dragon? Yep. What? Oh. Well, you're halfway there. So Puff the magic dragon. No, no. It's, it would be one who navigates a river. Maybe uses aircraft. Uh, no, not, not, maybe not in this case, you know. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I think Duncan knows what it is. He doesn't want to say. All right. Because he doesn't want to get banned. All right, everyone. 
As you wait expectantly for the universe to begin around you, I want you all to breathe in deep the stuff for the cosmos, for the air you breathe is recycled every single day upon this planet. You are breathing in the same star stuff that Einstein himself breathed in when he came up with his theory of general relativity. All the geniuses and saints of this world breathe the same air and ate the same carbon that you did, my friends. And it is that which brings us all to a galactic cosmos together where we could go and once again share the experiences of a shared universe my friends for all dna communicates across the boundless reaches of space through embryonic technology by which it resonates with all of us my friends and that is why you cannot stand the person next to you on the bus because to know is to breed the hatred with all my friends they say that familiarity brings contempt and nothing is more familiar than humanity my friends, we are all familiar with ourselves, are we not? But I tell you, now is not the time for contempt, but for love. And bring that love together, my friends, for all is not lost. Even though in the realms of despair, even though you know, the earth may be burning, the skies are on fire. Know that it's the same fires that have burned in the heart of imagination of all humanity since the very birth of ideas have once began. And as that idea takes shape, my friends, mold it, shape it, own it, and be one with Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. Thank you, Garthon. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Today is an interesting day in anime. Our first anime is Cannon Busters. Now, if you like anime that is not really anime, you're going to love this. And of course, if you like stuff like this, then please uh, comment, subscribe uh, below, and make sure you hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Now, we're going to jump into this. Now, this is the planet or country of Gearbolt and Philly the Kid wayward outlaw joins forces with two idiot robots and they go on silly adventures let's get into the details of this all oh, right now okay. I want you to look very carefully don't don't say the strange thing you may see on on these details don't say it just Hold it in your mind as we soldier on. You can watch this, of course, on Netflix. It was made by Netflix. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, the uh, Did director... Did you say you weren't going to do Netflix-created series anymore? This, this was a viewer submission. All right, fair enough. And Duncan is going to feel pain for this later on. But uh, it, it uh, dropped on August 15th. There are 12 episodes and you can only watch them on Netflix. And what I was going to say was uh, the, the chief director of this anime, LaShawn Thomas, he uh, did a Kickstarter campaign a couple years ago to get this anime made. Well, at, at least the pilot episode. And then Netflix saw it and like, yeah, yeah, we like that stuff. And then ran with it. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the main characters. Philly the Kid. He is an outlaw. What he's done... Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying I don't spoil past episode 3. I don't talk about anything past episode 3. Okay? Because I want you to watch it or I don't want you not to watch it, but I want you to be able to have a choice. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay? In the first three episodes, you don't know why he's an outlaw. Besides, he likes killing people, but he only kills people that are trying to kill him for a bounty because he's an outlaw. So we never find out. We do know he is the youngest wanted criminal on the planet, but we don't know why and we don't know how because it doesn't say for a very long time. An inordinate amount of time. 
Now, what we do find out, episode one, is that he cannot die. All right, he can be killed, mind you, but he instantly heals and comes back to life. And as you can see in the picture, he's got tattoos of numbers on his arm. Every time he dies, a new number appears somewhere on his body. Hmm. The, the number of times he's been reborn. In the beginning of uh, episode one, when he dies, uh, he, gets a, he gets a hole blown in his chest, dies, gets back up, the hole closes up, and number 22 appears on his body as a tattoo. This is why, I guess, one of the reasons why he's the most wanted criminal ever, because no one can actually catch him. Because if you kill him, he just gets up and kills you back. You're going to run out of bullets before he's going to run out of space on his body. They just put him in a cell, you know. Yeah, but apparently he's also very good. Apparently so. So catching him is a little rough. Now, he goes into town. He runs in these two robots. All right. Initially, he doesn't give a crap about these two robots. He's like, whatever. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. I need your help. I don't care about you. Get out of my face. Because he's like he's like Han Solo in the beginning of the series, you know. It's when like, he was still he, cool. Yeah, when he was still cool, he doesn't care. But one of the robots has a special skill, and so he's like, "Okay, I'll bring you guys along. You you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Everything will be fine." Now, who are these two robots? Well, let's check them out. The first one is Sam. Sam is short for Special Associate Model. She is a friendship model robot. She loves making friends. That's her big thing. That's her programming, to make friends with everyone, to make people like each other, for them to like her and her to like them. She That's all she wants. Her very best friend is missing. She's on a quest to find him. And that's initially what she asks uh, Philly for his help to accomplish because they don't know how to go about finding her, uh, her friend. So they have to find someone who can find anything or can do anything. And whenever everyone says that Philly is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So they, they start looking for him and they find him. Ah, what do you know? Now, like I said, she tries to make as many friends as possible. It's the, at the most inopportune moments. She will extend a hand of friendship, like in the middle of a gunfight. She will pop out of cover and go, hi, my name is Sam. I'm a robot from Botica and I want to be your friend as she's getting shot come on, man, Re read the room, right? But she doesn't. She's not programmed for that. But she does have a special mode. But this only comes out when someone on her friends list. Now, these are people that she asked to be friends and the people said yes. Gets on her friends list. When someone on her friends list is in mortal danger, let's just say she snaps. Go ahead and run that uh, beautiful bean footage. Die, Philly the Kid. He accepted friendship, and so her programming kicks in. She basically hulks out. Newly friend, registered friend's life in mortal danger. Yep. Well, that's creepy. And this is where we find out where the series gets its name. Is she cannon busts? She's a cannon buster. That's that's her thing. That's what she is. She is a she is an uh, an end game weapon. That's her deal. So now now we know that. That's great. Now I said there was two robots. There's a second robot. That second robot is Casey Turnbuckle, an outdated maintenance robot. But 
very much like R2-D2 from the Star Wars franchise, her mind has never been wiped, so she retains an impressive amount of maintenance knowledge. Even on archaic uh, cars like Philly the Kid has. So that's that's the trade. She she keeps Philly's car going, and he takes them where they want to go. It's a good deal. All right? And uh, his car's name is Bessie. We're going to get to the car in a minute. Uh, she, now, Casey is a little more worldly than Sam is. You're like, she's not dumb. She can read a room. Like, if someone's shooting at her, she will duck for cover and go, okay, probably a bad guy. Don't want to make friends with this guy. Either got to eliminate him or get away. Smarts. She's got some smarts, right? But she's still, for this world that's filled with outlaws and killers, she's still a little too optimistic, a little too naive acting to survive on her own. Basically, if these if these two did not hook up with Philly the Kid, they would have died in episode one. They would have been shot for, like, no reason. Just because. They're annoying. And they are. Yes. Now, now we come to Bessie. Bessie is an oversized classic car. If you look at the top picture, you see uh, a, uh, a real size, one-to-one ratio between the car and Philly. Philly is, is a normal-sized human male. So as you can see, uh, it's a really big car, really tall. This car is special, all right? It has a special feature. It can turn into a Minotaur mech on the bottom right. And I'm telling you right now, the transformation sequence is ridiculously awful. You will groan. (laughs) All right. You will. All right. Now, the mech mode, if you want to go into mech mode, it's called Raging Bull mode. Uh, it requires four quarters and the, uh, the, uh, center console, it has like a, a miniature, uh, arcade video game screen with the joystick and buttons and underneath it, the area for the quarters, just, just like a, an arcade game. And you have to put the four quarters in and then it, you can activate raging bull mode. Now, when it's in raging bull mode, the, the car seems to have an AI. It seems to. It seems to work a little bit on its own. You can direct it, but it's kind of like directing a hurricane. Like, you can point it, but you can't control it. All right, so Raging Bull is just that. It's Raging Bull. It's just going to break everything around. Now, is that why Philly Philly the Kid is wanted? Because he found a car that just wrecks everything when he turns it on? Maybe. Maybe so. Seems kind of foolish to turn it on, then. A little bit, yeah. But it is all all but unstoppable in Raging Bull mode. And it is a cool car. Yeah, it is a cool-looking car. It is. I'll give you that. Little boss hog, but, you know, still cool. True, true. Now, uh uh-oh. Yeah, the main antagonist. He is shown uh, one time, I think, in the first three episodes. In the third episode, you see him. Uh, this, This is shown in flashbacks of when Sam gets electrocuted into robotic unconsciousness. Then she has memory flashes while she's unconscious and the viewer gets to see them. Uh, her country of Botica is, uh, is a technologically advanced country but made, you know, by people, but robots are part of daily life. Okay. High tech stuff, robots, they're all part of daily life. It's all good. And they've actually kicked magic out of their country. And then one day, all of the robots started turning on the people. And why was that? Because of this guy 
Locke. All right. Uh, he uses both magic and technology, merging them together in a form of technomancy. He uses that to control all of the security droids of the country of Bodica. So taking it over and killing everyone was really easy. When you have all the guns and you yeah. want to kill everybody else, you win. Nice job if you can get it. Yeah, it's a good job you can get it. Now, true, he's got beef. Because after you, you find out, in that third episode, you find out that he uh, that uh, Locke seems seems to be the exiled firstborn prince of this country. So this is a this is a family coup, apparently. What's going on here? But uh, uh, since since Sabatica kicked out all magic, then kicked this kid out. Apparently, Locke embraced magic and technology, came back twice as strong and. Bob's your uncle, you you win yourself your land back. That's how it works. Not not a whole lot of depth yet. So, what did I give it? Two stars. Okay, what I like about it. The action is mostly crisp. There's very few blurry motions here. Frames are drawn. They're drawn well. No, no, very little lazy tricks were done to, to simulate fast motion. Uh, and I thought that the coin-operated mech was pretty funny. I did. You got to pop four quarters in it, and you get a whole lot of uh, hilarity ensues when when you're on the run and you're trying to find that last quarter. I get it. It's funny. Okay. Granted. What I didn't like. The story and the dialogue don't mesh together. Now, here here's, here's what I'm talking about. If you were to storyboard this thing out, this is a dark anime. It is set in a, a depressed Wild West type background where everyone has a gun. Human life is very cheap. And it's just gritty and the future is grim. But the dialogue is almost childish in comparison. Like, I don't know pound puppies care bears type level of 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 happiness wow, and it rough. doesn't it doesn't fit with the story they're trying to it's like there was all you know i'm gonna get to that the writing be, because of this the writing is jilted and just poor you cannot there's no amount of of mental gymnastics that you can go through to connect the story and and the writing together as one anime you can't they're two different anime just jump together for no reason at all oh speaking of anime it's not an anime it's not i'm gonna prove it to you advance the slide we're gonna look again remember in the beginning i told you to look at the details how many japanese names do you see on the list below it's okay i'll wait One! There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Al. <laughs> One. One. And he doesn't get to be co-director. He is assistant director under the chief director, LaShawn Thomas. One Japanese guy. Every other name in this thing is definitely not Japanese. And it's based off of a comic book. No, no. Not a manga. Not a light novel. A comic book. It has no anime DNA at all. 
It's it's not. It's not an anime. It's an anime style cartoon. That's what this is. An anime style cartoon. And the reason that the that the story, the writing, and the dialogue don't fit is because there are four writers for this thing. And I think Gar- Garthon can attest, when you have four writers on a comic, crap gets weird real quick. That is very true. And it got weird real quick for this one too. So let's let's advance the slide again. I, again, cannot under under most circumstances recommend this book. It is, I'm sorry, recommend this anime. It is not a good anime. If you really love Trigun, if you really love Cowboy Bebop, not for the good story, not for the good dialogue, not for the good writing, but just for the just for the flavor, the backdrop, then yeah, you won't feel like you wasted your time with Cannon Busters. But if you need writing, dialogue, plot to flow and be cohesive to enjoy yourself, then don't don't watch us. Don't watch it. It's not for you. All right. So, yep. what did you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Cannon Busters? I, I know Duncan's thoughts on it. I, I know Duncan's thoughts, but I want to know what you think about it. If you've seen it, but if you haven't, I don't recommend you do. And do you have any suggestions for my next anime? Everyone except for Duncan is allowed to is allowed to respond. You either can uh, throw in the comments below or in chat. It's fine. Uh, Duncan says, yeah, it's a nostalgia hit to Sunrise, but you get that for the first few episodes. By the end, it fizzles. Yep. Yep, falls apart. So when you got four writers who aren't working together, aren't on the same page. So that's all we have for Canon Busters. Thank you very much for your time, and be a legionnaire. It is now time to roll five production opportunity rebirth two. That's right. Okay. So if you are not involved, if you're not involved in this role, go ahead and get in there now. Exclamation. You just got to be a follower for this role. Cost you nothing. Just just a follower. Just hit the follow button and then wait five seconds and then type in exclamation exclamation point Neptune two. And you could win this game for free right now and get it delivered tomorrow. But you'll win it right now. Instantly. Instantly tomorrow. Yes, you could win instantly <laughs> and receive it later. There you go. That's exactly right. So we'll give we'll give ten more seconds. And there we go. All right, we are closing the giveaway and we are picking a winner. Sheris, you Woo! are a winner. Sheris has won. Congratulations. All right. You'll have to ask someone else what happened in part one. Yes, you will. I'm sure the plot is right, deeply connected. All right, go ahead, yeah, go ahead and uh, message and not message me, but uh, whisper, whisper me your email address, so uh, so Maxi will have it, and uh, we he will send that out to Sorry, you tomorrow. There, there, trust me, there's many more giveaways coming. So if you oh, yes. this one, as a matter of fact, giveaway number three, Hyperdimension uh, Neptunia. V Rebirth Three, or is it V there Generation? You go. I guess gotta change the Deluxe command pack. to Rebirth Three. Expansion Rebirth Three. That's right. Part Three of the series. Boom! There it is. Exclamation point Rebirth Three to enter this game. You can win two games. Can I win two games? Can I win all the games? Yes. Well, no. No, you can't win all of them. You can win five now. Re- Rebirth Three is actually a nice evolution off the elements 
originally introduced to one and two. It's a, it's oh, a good. good game. And it's the deluxe pack. It is the deluxe. So get, I don't know what that means. DLC. You get, some DLC, uh, stuff you get the DLC. Usually, the deluxe packs. You also get uh, soundtracks, something like that. Well, sometimes soundtracks, but some of the DLC items you get basically are cheat items where either you start out with mega powerful gear. So, oh uh, right, right, it makes yep. the game a lot yep. easier. Well, yeah, I'm sure it does. I am not opposed and, to those. No, well, as long as they're not, uh, uh, you know, online games with other people, I don't care what kind of cheats you use or I agree. if you have super powerful gear. I don't care. I agree it's completely. Game. It's your game. You can do whatever you want. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Here we go. You ready for this? I am. Heathen Dogs. Anime on the stream. Thank you, Garthon. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> need a lightning strike. That's what we need. That's cool. All right, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming by. I really appreciate it. And today with our uh, next anime, we're talking about Isekai. Cheat magician. Yeah, this is this is a this is a pretty interesting one. Uh, uh, it, there, there's been a lot of uh, of anime coming out with this general premise in the last five ten years. Yeah, it seems to be and, a theme. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's in the actually not even five, not even ten years, more like five. Well, for a while but, uh, the theme was uh, people caught in their own game in games. Yep. And now it's like uh, sucked into magical worlds. Sucked into magical worlds. Exactly right. Yes. Uh, this one is about two people. Uh, tai Chi and Rin, and uh, they are sucked into, they are summoned into a magical realm, and uh, they they find out that uh, uh, they're pretty special. And uh, we're gonna get into that in just, just a second. And uh, if you want to see more content like this, you do you want to feel special? I, I want, want you to feel special. special. I want it. Go ahead and subscribe, like, hit the bell, comment, all that good stuff. So you can feel special, I can feel special, we can be special. Now, let's go to the cheat magician details. Now, as you can see, there's a whole lot of Japanese names on this one, which is really bodes well for its authenticity. But there is one problem with the detail screen. Can you see it? There's only 12 episodes. Well, the, the season just ended. Mm, I see. There That's the problem. Second season, season ended. All right, I got Season it. Added. No, you can watch them all now on oh, Crunchyroll. Yes, no, that's good. The problem, yeah, the problem is that there's a question mark by the license. Oh, yes. That Who's one. it licensed by? I don't know. I went on uh, Wikipedia and it said, if you know, please, please fill it in. And I really would have if I had found out uh, from IMDb, My Enemy List, Anime News Network, uh, or, or any of the other three or four English-speaking uh, websites I went to to try and look up who was who the licensor of this anime. Couldn't find it. Crunchyroll, their uh, their their details wasn't there. Don't know, so I can't put anything but a question mark there. Sorry. I guess maybe it's maybe they're licensed by the studio that made it. I don't know. On encourage films, I guess. I got nothing. But moving on to things I do got, let's go to the main characters. Taichi Nishimura. Now he's a high school student, not overly exceptional. But not not bad. He's your average high school student. And uh, one day he was walking to or from school. I'm not sure which one. It didn't get into it. But he was in his school uniform. So he was either to or from school. He was going. And he gets surrounded by a magical summoning scroll. And I believe we do have a clip. So go ahead and run that beautiful footage. Yes. So you can see coming. him get taken. Boom. Huh? 
Just it's right under you, right there. Yep, yep, move out of the way. No, move out of the way. Uh, uh, no, it's following me. Oh, God. It's like something out of a game. Yeah, he tries to help her out. No, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. No, no. And then she just, what she do? Jumps right back in. Why? Because reasons. She must like him. She must like him. Oh, foreshadowing. There it is. <laughs> she left her violin case. Or he left his. Someone left a violin case. Someone left, I think it was hers. Anyway. So, surrounded by the summoning circle, it was it was aiming for him. Alright? But what you didn't see uh, in the previous scene was the, the summoner was partially disrupted. So, when Rin jumped in the circle, the summoner couldn't do anything about it and brought them both. Alright, now, why was he chosen? He doesn't. He doesn't know. He just he has to find the summoner, which obviously he's not going to find in the first three episodes, right? But he quickly discovers that he himself in this world is a cheater. Now, the reason I say is because a normal human being has a, a magical a magical value or, or a mana points of around ten thousand. They can use 10,000 mana before they are drained and have to recharge. And they can use about 2,000 at one time. He All has right. 120,000 upper limit. And he can use 40,000 at one time. He is grossly overpowered compared to literally everyone else on the planet. Everyone else on the planet. Well, that's helpful. It's disgusting how how far apart the chasm of difference between his power level and every other soul he meets. Even dragons are like, damn dude, you strong, you know, like real bad. So, uh, but the thing is he is not a wizard. He is a summoner. It's a unique kind of wizard that doesn't just draw magic from the spiritual realm, shape it into a spell and cast a spell like normal wizards do. No, a summoner doesn't, doesn't mess with, with middlemen and just forces, no, I'm saying forces, uh, gets into uh, packs with spirits and have the spirits do the magic for him, which means the, the effects can be much, much greater because they don't have to be filtered through his body. That's convenient. It is very convenient and makes him, again, ridiculously strong. Uh, his, his first teacher actually told him, listen, if you, if you learn magic to your potential, you could single-handedly topple nations. And he's like, I don't, that seems like a lot of trouble. I don't want to do that. I don't want to topple any nations. I'm good. Uh, now, the problem is he's not book smart. All right? He can cast any spell ever invented. He has, he has that potential, but he's not so book smart. So uh, studying complex equations and symbols, not his bag. But his teacher understands that and teaches him to channel his magnificent amount of magical power into body augmentation, physical enhancement. And he can enhance his body to such a degree that he's basically invulnerable, strong as the Hulk, leap tall buildings in a single bound. It's freaking crazy. He doesn't need to be able to cast fireballs and and create hailstorms that that last for days from the sky. Although he could, if he wanted, if he learned it, he could do that. He just goes around the battlefield and punches everybody once, and they die. Usually, very explosively, very very badly. Now, uh, what about Rin? Right? What about the girl? 
Yeah. The girl came too. She was brought in too. She was with Tai Chi when he was summoned. You, you saw the video. She went along for the ride. But she's not dead weight either. Apparently humans from our world, when they go into magical worlds, are superhuman beings. Now she has a 35,000 MP count, which remember I said a normal human maxes at 10. So she's three and a half times stronger than your normal human. Right off the bat. But she not only that, whereas... Whereas uh, Tai Chi is a summoner, a unique wizard, she is a special wizard. She's a quad wizard. Now, quad, that means she can use all four elements. Earth, wind, water, fire. Most, most, like 70% of all wizards on the planet can use one, have an affinity with one element. A, a fraction of what's left over can use two. An even smaller fraction can use three. And she's one of, I think, three known wizards on the planet that can use all four. That's pretty impressive. Now, she uses her intelligence and knowledge, and she excels because she it's it's like a wise man's grandchild thing. Uh, if, if you've watched Wise Man's Grandchild, you know that he was born in another world. He died, and his soul was summoned into the body in this magical world. He... He uh, creates magical effects that no one could even fathom because he bases them in science. He can make hotter flame because he can imagine instead of wood being the fire, he can imagine natural gas being the source of the fire. So he can create hotter flame. If he wants even hotter flame, he can imagine an acetylene fire. And so on. So she does the same thing. She uses science to augment the magic and she can create hotter flame. She can create uh, metal because because uh, because she can use both earth and fire magic at the same time. She uses them both at the same time, and she can create metal out of nothing. Yeah, that's convenient. Because because she, she knows how the how the elements you know come together to create steel or to create forged you know how to create forged iron or or alloys. She can do that because she was she's she's all smart. She had that knowledge going in. So she is a phenomenal wizard, not because of her unimaginable potential, but because of her amazing potential and unimaginable finesse in her magic. Now, speaking of speaking of uh, the, the teachers, uh, the other main characters are, are Mira and Lamia. These are the teachers of uh, Tai Chi and Rin. Uh, Rin is taught by Mira, the elven wizard. Uh, she has a, uh, a max uh, magic rating of uh, 30.5k, which is below Ren and a well below uh, Tai Chi. But she is uh, she's a dual wizard. She can use two elements, and she's known as the Golden Swordsman because she uses her magic nominally to uh, augment her sword fighting skills, which is fine. It's a way to go. Makes sense. She's she's a warrior mage. Great, and she is the primary apprentice to to Limia. uh and and of course the the, the mentor to ren now Limia is one of the top magicians in the world in the world definitely in this country uh she has a, a top end magic points of forty three thousand, which is well above well factors above uh the normal human but still only a third of what tai chi has and uh, she's known as the magician of fallen leaves uh I forget why it, it or it didn't explain it in the anime. It only explained it in the uh, in the manga. But she is a triwizard. She can use three elements out of the four. 
So she is a formidable, formidable uh, wizard, and she is battle-hardened and seasoned, so everyone takes her a super serious. Now, speaking of people to, to uh, take seriously, not these guys. These are the antagonists that we've seen so far. They're basically just a gaggle of sacrifices because every one of them, without fail, will say, I'm going to take my shot at the throne and go after Tai Chi. And what happens? They get their butts ripped apart. That was going to be my guess. Just, it's just pathetic. Pathetic. But they don't get it. They think they're they're going to topple the king. They think it's their time to shine. They all think wrong. Okay. All of them are lieutenant level threats. Granted, strong, strong threats. But again, chasm of power between them and Tai Chi. They are manipulated to attack Tai Chi and his party, even though they have no chance of winning. They're either told things they want to hear, they're true believers in the cause, or they're they're duped and they're just pawns in the game of the actual antagonist, which is a shadowy figure that we don't know the name. We see uh, definitely past the third episode, you get hints of them. And... Uh, we, I, I can't tell you if the antagonist is evil. I can't. Because the antagonist's true motivations aren't known. We do know the antagonist does not want Tai Chi dead, did manipulate events to get Tai Chi summoned to this world, and want him to get stronger. For what purpose? We have no idea. Hmm. Big question mark don't know all right so what i think of it three and a half stars i was wavering between three and a half and four but because this has been done a lot even though this wasn't done badly it wasn't done really well so i couldn't give it four anyway uh what i liked about it the believable story now i don't mean believable as like oh magic exists no i'm not retarded oh nope strike that i'm not mentally handicapped but what i mean by believable story is that I imagine myself if I were somehow transported into a magical realm and just got plopped there, what would happen to me? And in the first episode, that's what would happen to me. And that's how I would react. Uh, they, they were facing a giant nightmare horse creature that breathed fire and they flipped the hell out. Like, Oh my God, no, run away. Oh Jesus. No. I, okay. I get it. I get it. Me facing a fire-breathing horse that's 10 feet tall that wants to murder me, I think I would have similar reactions. I get it. So there is no hero from the moment you were born type thing going on here. No, these are these are normal, normal people who react to the absurd from a normal person's lens. Great. The action was good. All right. They didn't have a whole lot of uh, motion blur, no, no uh, walleye effect, nothing like that. That was good. And the writing is good especially compared to Cannon Busters, but the, the, the writing was on. It wasn't great, but it was more than serviceable to move the plot along without any hiccups. Worked out great. And what I really like is the characters, especially Rin, has growth throughout the series. In the beginning of the series, she, she was book smart. She was very, very attractive. So she was a little ditzy because she didn't have to pay attention. The world basically 
bowed around her. You know, like she could literally walk, not really, but she could figuratively walk through the rain without getting wet. I mean, when you're smart and pretty, you really don't have to pay attention to a whole lot. That is true. The world just the world just gives you stuff. I can assure you but, this is true. Yes. But not this world. No. This world, you have to be capable or the world will kill you. So her character growth is she becomes, uh, she gets more depth throughout the series. She gets, uh, she gets uh, more layers to her, which I love to see. I really liked it. I like to see character growth. Now, what I didn't like it, the dialogue, it's not bad, but it's subpar compared to the writing of the story and the writing of the plot. All right. It could be better. It didn't, some of the dialogue wasn't believable. Like, that's not what someone would say in that situation. Or that's not, there's no reason that that person would react that way. I've seen nothing to show that kind of extreme, you know, stuff like that. And uh, the antagonist's goal is undefined. It's undefined. I don't know what the, I don't know if the antagonist is a bad guy. And some people may think it's not a big deal. I get it. You may not think it's a big deal, but I don't like to be ambiguous about my bad guys. I like to have a bad guy, know why they're a bad guy, why I don't like them, and then my feet feel like they're firmly on the floor. All right? But uh, with this anime, I'm a little tilted because the antagonist seems to have uh, Tai Chi's best interests at heart. Doesn't want him dead. Hmm. Wants him wants him learning, wants him getting stronger. Sure, people along the around him are getting hurt and killed. But the antagonist may even be sorry for that. Like, you gotta break a few eggs if you want to make an omelet type thing. Maybe the bad guy is a sake himself in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but three and a half stars. It was good. That sounds, I that's recommend a good review. Watching. That's a good review. Yes, I recommend watching it. You're definitely not going to feel like you're wasting your time. And you are going to be looking forward to season two when it comes out next year. Very cool. So, what do you think of this segment? What What are your thoughts on Cheat Magician? Or, what are your thoughts on uh, people being torn out of normal world, our world, into a fantasy world? What do you think of the genre itself? Go ahead and throw it in the comments below throw it in chat it's good stuff and any suggestions for future anime i want to hear them i want to see them i want to do them everyone but duncan idaho oh he's in timeout he's in timeout but i want to thank you for watching and remember be a legionnaire If you want more Hugh Dog, check out his stories on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. You can join to get full streams of anime, comics, games, member-only chat and giveaways in a monthly Q&A with Legion with members. And it counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals, where we give away stuff to you people out there in the universe. For more Heathen Dog, check his anime on the stream segments, tabletop gaming fundamental segments, team-ups with Garthon and Delgarian, and select video game streams available on YouTube or join us live on Twitch, where you can have fun with Heathen Dog and all the kids. Thank you very much, everyone. Be a legionnaire. It is now. T- he said it. He said it. He did. He did. Uh, Sheriff, I'm going to have to uh, ban you for five minutes. Oh. He was just talking about a... a magical lizard who, you know, wants to guide a boat I cannot, down a river. I cannot dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Can't dig it. But it's time to roll for Hyper Dimension yes. Neptunia hey. Re.
Rebirth 3 V-Generation Deluxe yes. Pack. Exclamation point, Rebirth 3. If you're not in on this giveaway, get in on it now. All you have to do is follow the channel and you're in. Ben, get this game for free. Uh, Garth, I didn't say anything. Garth was talking about magical lizards who want to guide boats down rivers. I don't know what you're talking about. Blame Baldar. Says Baldar. Blame Baldar. That's, That's the, the hashtag. Exclamation point, Rebirth Synthetic. You forgot the exclamation point. Exclamation ha! point, because that's the uh, magical key that the computer that's looks for. the magical for. key that the bot understands. So hit that, put it in, do it. You could win. Synthetic 9, do it. Blame Max is in here. That's right. This hashtag is trending high. All right, Sagewise is in. Synthetic 9 yeah, is synthetic's in. Synthetic's in. All right, good. Oh, oh. Irish Eyes made it. Irish good job. Good in. job. Good job. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 10 seconds. Oh, there it goes. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I don't have my watch Five on. seconds. Five right, seconds, it? people. Is it? I didn't have my watch. And All right, that's good. done. Closing the giveaway. Picking the winner. Who is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. It is Sagewise. <laughs> Came in at the end and won. There he is. Just like Mark Hawkman. Congratulations, Sagewise, on your victory. All right, All right Sagewise. Okay, go ahead and whisper me in chat. Go ahead and click on my name, click on whisper, and give me your email address, and you will get this game tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow we will give it to you. We can't give it to you now. We'll give it to you tomorrow, though. It'll be good. The sun It'll will come good. out tomorrow. All right. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow, tomorrow there will be sun. be sun. Time for the giveaway number four. Exclamation point, Plague. To win, Plague Incorporated Evolved. That's right. Now, this is a game that I have. I have this game on my tablet. And uh, I love it. I love it very much. You are, you are a virus, a bacteria, a, uh, a, prion, a, a prion, or a host of, of, other, of other illnesses. And your job is to either kill or take over as a brain parasite every human being on the planet sweet that's your job you can mutate yourself to have better transmission more lethality more uh uh what do you call it uh uh trans transmittability and uh you yeah you have to infect everyone on the planet now what i really like playing this is at the doctor's office <laughs> that's the best place it's the best place because you get to name your your plague in the beginning of each game you get to name your plague so you look around and you ask you ask everyone hey what do you got i got the flu what's your name johnny johnny flu i thought you would just name it all like you know this is no, the heathen dog he suffers from heathen dog syndrome no, you know. you're, you're you're gonna help me kill the world johnny flu stay over there though <laughs> your illness has the, has the capability to destroy the world <laughs> let's, right. let's make this happen <laughs> Sounds a little super villainy, but I like it. It is a little super villainy. That's why I like it. All right. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, we're freaking out. We're now freaking I was out. Uh, just uh, checking my slides because I updated okay. slides at the wrong time. So if, if I want to get my slides to work properly, I'm gonna have to restart the the show. Okay. I'm gonna do it. There's the slides. They're magical. Oh, magical slides. All right, we're going there back they in. are. Going back in. Now my slides should be reset properly. They are. All right. All right, everyone, everyone. All right. So remember, exclamation point, plague to go be in on the giveaway. 
All right, got to get this set up properly. Set it up, set up. All right, here we go. Yes, Garthos Comic Poll, Gartha buys comics, reads comics, tells you about comics. So, let's talk about comics. You ever wonder what happens to you take a random group of heroes who you think look cool on a poster and put them into one team? Welcome to Strike Force. Strike Force number one is written by Tinny Howard, art by Jermaine Peralta, colors by Jordi Belair, cover by Andrea Sorrentino and Dean White. I want to say this about the cover. I don't dig it. Don't feel it. It's not speaking to me. I. Well, there's a term for a cover like this where you can see the artistic value of it and maybe even partially how it fits in with the book itself, but it doesn't speak to you directly. Um, yeah, they all have dead eyes. It uh, it sucks. Okay, we've established the cover sucks. So, okay. this book basically takes uh, some heroes you wouldn't expect to be on a team and puts them together because the writer wanted them together. Fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, the team consists of... It starts out inside a speaking of plague a cdc place a cdc type place where they some of those deadliest viruses in the world and you see what appears to be spider woman angela winter soldier wiccan he doesn't go by wiccan anymore does he anyway wiccan and i want to say captain marvel that's not thing she goes by anymore oh my gosh that's to do with light got dr light no, no, it's not Dr. That's, Light. That's the whole thing. No, no, oh, my gosh. Why, why are Photon? She changes her name so often. Monica Rambeau. Okay, fine. Uh, she is made of light, though, right? I mean, she she's is energy, literally right? made of Spectrum. Yeah. That's what she's called Spectrum, now. there you go. She's gone through, like, it. four names. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. And Spectrum. Right? It looks like they did it. Uh, the Avengers go to the go to the compound. They bust in and they find to try to save all the people who are going crazy. If the diseases got released, they bust in. They find these heroes there, and they're like, "We don't know what happened." And they're like, "You did this." So they put them in a room to interrogate them. Being heroes, they don't immediately like fight back against the Avengers. Mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, we don't know what's going on either. We didn't start this plague." Yes, Angela from Spawn, who became the property of Marvel through a weird series of events. Um, who has been either written very well or very poorly, depending on what's been happening with her. So, all these people get taken to not Avengers headquarters, to another place to get interrogated as to why they did this thing or what's going on. Black site, basically. Yeah, to a black site. Avengers black site. And the Avengers decide to let Blade uh, have a turn interrogating them. Uh, Blade immediately disables all security cameras. Because he can't let anyone know the he knows what's happening to them. He saw it back in the 70s. It's something so dangerous, not even the other Avengers could know. Shapeshifters have taken their place. No, not again. Yeah, that's never happened to the Avengers. But apparently this time, it's so dangerous. Even the idea of... I honestly get what he's doing here. Because it actually makes a bit of sense where it's like, okay, if we start saying everyone you were replaced by shapeshifters, who actually could change places with you... And when they're done with you, then all of a sudden that could cause instant distrust in the entire superhero community. Because who could trust who then, right? So he's like, all right, we're going to keep this at the lowest level. Not everyone needs to know about this crap. I don't even talk about it because it scares me. Because these aren't changelings. They're not scrolls. They're not normal shapeshifters. 
And basically they figure out, after trying to track down where they are, that these are actually magical changeling race that is part of the Asgardian sphere. They're from Svartalheim. And essentially what they do is they get in your head so they can perfectly imitate you um, while also draining your life. So you slowly die while they imitate you. And they can also trade places with you at, when they're done with you, apparently. They never fully explain that. Okay. Um, it's magic. Sure. It's, it's magic. It's magic. Uh, so they go, they're trying to track them down. They end up fighting a couple of changelings, kill a whole... And they find out that when you, like, cut them in half, they stay alive. You, like, basically got to tear out their heart and crush it. That's how... Oh, wow. They're magical. Uh, they okay. get to the big boss, whose big thing is like, hey... When the Black Bridge was made during the whole War of the Realms thing, we got stuck here. We got dropped here. We didn't want to be here. But now that we're here, we decided we're going to take this place over like a criminal empire. Because that's what we do. Yeah, that's that's the logical thing to do. Right, because that's what they do. You know, that's Their whole thing is they take over people's lives, and they're trying to get rich, too. So that's what they're going to do. And uh, these people can suck it. All right. And because, you know, like, you can't... And so they're... They, of course, are like, no way! They go to fight, and there's a fight. And they're like, you know, we're not even going to deal with you people because you're not even on our level. But we already got someone else to deal with you. And they bring in a chain, uh, a duplicate of Damien Hellstrom. Who they immediately, you know, start fighting against. And he's like, haha, you can't beat me! And then Blade shoves a you know, magical sword through his back. That'll do it. And he kind of like falls on the floor. And like, I really hope that was a changeling. I really hope we didn't just kill David Hellstrom. And then they get a phone. Then, you know, all of a sudden Blade gets a phone call. And he's like, wait a second. And it's Satana calling from like maybe hell, maybe like a super awesome goth club. I don't know. But he's like, oh, I'm glad you picked up. It's Satana. Uh, hey, my brother, Damon, just showed up and I don't know who else to call. He's acting really weird. So they probably killed, might have killed a duplicate, or they just killed the original, and then the changeling's freaking out. I don't know. Uh, interesting way it ends. <laughs> and what Gartha says, and there's a fight. Like, we've run out of milk. It's not going well for a book. Yeah. The book puts out some interesting ideas. It's a fun read. The art's pretty good. It's not great. It's way better than the cover. Way better than the cover. Uh, the action scenes are fun to follow. But anytime you take you make the random group of heroes team and you try and give them a purpose to rally around. It hasn't worked since the sixties. Every time you look at a team, like honestly, the other strike force teams or secret Avengers. I love secret Avengers. That worked really well. Um, <laughs> I'm being very bad with my examples, but any new defenders, the many new defenders they tried to put together, these kind of teams always fall apart because there's nothing, there's no guiding spirit or force behind them. You don't feel like they came together as a team, especially when it's the we we're only a team because all of us were attacked together for reasons we don't understand. That's not enough reason to bind together and be a cohesive team. The Avengers are together because they have a common goal. They're trying to protect the Earth. These guys' common goal is, hey, someone came after us, so I guess we'll stick it out together while we figure this out. It's okay. But to me, it doesn't seem like an exactly an interesting way to make the team. 
I individually, I love the characters on the team. I love Spider-Man's back in her good costume. I hate the fact that she's still a mother and she, her child never had a father because of midichlorians or some crap. And that's still one of the worst Marvel stories ever since Captain Marvel gave birth to a space baby without a father. Yeah, that'd be worse, actually. Space Jesus. Well, she gave... Should we really get into this? No. Okay, move on. No, it's a bad idea. Uh, look up Captain Marvel's baby on Google and to understand the worst story Marvel ever wrote. The worst story Marvel ever wrote is Captain Marvel's baby. I'm not kidding. It is the worst story ever written. On... Right. Okay, I'm explaining it. The... No, no, no. Move on. No, no, don't. All don't, right, look on. it up. So this book is interesting. It? It's a fun read. It's the writing is okay. It's not bad by any means, but there's never a point where I was like, oh man, I got to see this. At the end when they stabbed Damien Hellstrom, I was like, oh no. Oh wow. He's free. It was all like, oh, okay. And, oh, the whole book is, oh, okay. And you know that they, for the beginning, they were set up. There's nothing. There's no quandary. There's no problem. There's no, we were replaced by duplicates. Well, let's go find them. Okay. It's pretty easy. And they find them really fast. It isn't, uh, oh, you expect more of a sleuthing thing, trying to track down leads, trying to say, oh my gosh, who can we trust? No, it's within four pages. Oh, I know exactly where they are and who they are. Great. Then they go there and they find them. Um, it's a different way of getting to the to that storyline. Um, it's okay. The art's good. Story's okay. Uh, you might actually love this. It tries to work out the strength of you not expecting this weird team to be together. But somehow I'm guessing the people on this team are exactly the right people to take down this operation. Which makes it a really bad idea of why did they choose them anyway. They never. I don't expect them to explain that right away. If they also explained why they were chosen in the first issue, that'd be like, wow, well, I don't see why you need other issues. So, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So it's... So it's two and a half stars. It's okay. Okay. It's, you know, if you're you You're okay, I'm okay, it's okay. If you want to point an average comic book with a bad cover, Strike Force number one is for you. If you have no emotional connection to these characters from reading previous books, you're not going to be at all interested in what's going on in the book because you have nothing to tie you into it. They don't... The characters in this book aren't interesting enough to make you care about them. It's relying very heavily on you knowing them from other things. It's an okay book. Two and a half stars. I'm probably I'm probably going to pick up issue two just out of interest to see if it gets better. I don't hate it. Don't love it. I can take it or leave it. So what are your thoughts on this? Am I off base? Uh, what did you think of Strike Force number one if you've read it? Do you like the idea of Strike Force number one? Do you think that this is the best book ever written and that this book is genius and I'm missing it? Let me know why. I'm always curious what I might be missing from this book. So if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. Now, everyone, it is time to roll for Plague oh, Corporate Evolved. Okay. You got like uh, 10 give seconds. Another 10 seconds. Uh, exclamation point Plague to get this game. Excellent game. Lots of replayability. You can go through a game in 10 minutes on easy mode or 45 minutes on brutal. You can play it again as a completely different, completely different uh, contagion. 
and you'll have just as much fun. That's right. It's a good deal. Right. Mark was saying that uh, Angela is Thor's sister. Yes, Freya is her mother in the comics. Yes, it's weird. I don't know how that happened or how Marvel got a hold of it. Um, but Angela's out of image now. But it was people's final home doing stuff. Image was way cooler. It was. Who do I whisper for Rebirth 3, Sagewise? Uh, whisper. Uh, you already did. You already did. We you see already it. did. Yeah, uh, I, I we'll got send, your email. You'll get the key tomorrow. It's not Dark Horse. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. Email. It's Sage. It's email. It's you, you, you whispered me the question. I thought you whispered me the email. Yeah, whisper him the email. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, uh, it's not Dark Horse. It's Marvel. Uh, originally, Angela was an image, was a spawn villain because she was an angel and he was a hell spawn. Yep. That's what's with that. All right. All right. Re- we're going to go ahead I, and close roll. this giveaway. Close the giveaway we're right rolling. now. We're rolling. We're rolling. And. Oh, Christibius, you have won. Please speak up in chat. Congratulations for winning in Plague Incorporated Evolved. All right, so real quick. Captain Marvel's baby. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel at the time, was in space. She came back to Earth and was pregnant, right? It's like she has a weird energy space baby. She decided not to 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 go through with it because she got guilted into it. Afterwards, she gives birth to the baby which grows to full size to like an adult in like a month. She falls in love with it. And the baby then tells her that he was the space, was an energy entity in space that fell in love with her. And to be with her, he had to become human. So he impregnated her with himself so that he Stop would be it. born. Not kidding. You're lying now. Not You're kidding. making that up. Not kidding. And so, and now he's an adult. I could be with her. And she falls in love with him as like, yes, yep. let's get married. And they do. And then she retires as a superhero. Not kidding. That is literally what happened. She married her own space baby. The, that's that's bananas. That is <laughs> that the is the worst. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. Exactly Miss right. Marvel was a character created in the 70s as like the women's lib character as the feminist character she was always the we don't need men we are a strong character and then she mar- she gets impregnated in space by a weird entity and marries her own baby it's like the writer's just like f this character <laughs> worst story marvel ever wrote wow and that is impressive yeah it's offensive on every level yeah yeah red hammers it's kind of a rape thing he basically impregnated herself without permission made her pregnant and then she married her own, then she married him, and it's her kid. It's wrong on every level. There's no backing away from it. It's wrong at every level. That's why it's been retconned out of every single Miss Marvel history or Captain Marvel history. It's not even mentioned, not brought up. It never happened. Completely retconned. Gone. Because it's just the worst storyline ever written or conceived of. Yeah. So if you ever look, so yeah, that's what happened. Anyway, moving on. Hang on. There we go. Okay. Yes, right, that was a Chernobyl event. Back. Yes, that was a Chernobyl level event, not just a train wreck. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes, Gasson's comic poll. We're pulling comics here. We're talking about them. We're stacking them deep and talking them cheap here. Garthon's comic poll. Lee Hall. All right. Batman: Curse of the White Knight, number three. 
written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, who we all know is the pen name for Sean Murphy, covered by yes. Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth, based on an idea by Sean Murphy, production by Sean Murphy, a Sean Murphy production of a Sean Murphy gig. Batman. <laughs> Curse of Sean the Murphy joint. <laughs> a Sean Murphy joint. I love Sean Murphy. Um, if you recall, many moons ago, uh, the original Batman White Knight series, I read issue one, and the first time I read it, I had to read, read it again. Because I was like, what the hell? Because I hated it and loved it at the same time. And then I ended up just absolutely loving White Knight. It's one of the best Batman stories. It's the best modern Batman story written. Curse the White Knight, the first couple issues I was not loving. This issue is getting good. So, what has happened? It would take too long to explain. Let me sum up. The... <laughs> There, Sean Murphy writes a pretty dense Batman comic, and way better than anything Tom King would ever write. Because you'll notice in no panel is Batman crying about if anyone loved him. The At the end of issue two, someone, Asriel, hacked the Batcave and made everything, everything with its automated systems, attack Batman. Batman managed to get it to uh, hack back the Batmobile and get in it before everything went kaboom and dropped him in the water. So yes, that isn't a wonderful panel of exploded Batmobile. I agree. Um, so that's where you see the aftermath. You know, he's in Gotham Bay in a blown up Batmobile and he's trying to kick his way out. He gets to the surface and you can see, like, pieces of, like, there's the bat wing in the background. <laughs> you know, all his stuff is just floating in the frickin' water. Wayne Manor is half-kaboomed. And the Gotham PD is pulling Batman out of the water. As, you know, pieces of things keep falling from the sky from the massive explosion of all the bat ordnance going off. And Commissioner Gordon, basically, as they pull him out, tells him, look, I'm sorry I had to blow your cover, but there's no way to to rescue you without telling them to which you see oh my god uh harvey uh, bullock saying bruce wade jesus you gotta be kidding me bullock is great in this book uh so the basic premise from the previous series was joker went sane became jack napier and basically went making gotham city a better place Batman, legitimately. Legitimately. Batman went nuts, never believed him, and it was a really cool dichotomy between that. It was actually it was proven that Batman actually kind of was the villain, and Napier actually was right about a lot of things, including like people using insurance gimmicks to profit off the damage Batman did in his crime-solving vigilantism. Uh, but by the end of it, Nap the drugs they were making Joker sane again wouldn't stop working, and he would insane Joker full time again. This issue does really, this series does really well dealing with the aftermath of that, in that you actually see Batman trying to be a better person. Realize that the psychotic way he was pursuing Joker and previously was wrong. What he was doing to his relationships was wrong, and which is really interesting because he hates to admit that Napier did that, or but he has to admit it, which is nice because he's mad to admit I was wrong. And I'm trying to do better. But in this series, that was a pretty good digression there. Mm -hmm. They're getting they're getting into like the dark underbelly, like the curse of the white knight is they found out many moons ago. 
Wayne's ancestor and another guy came to Gotham to go because the Gotham was supposed to be there, but they had to clean the place up first because it could be accessible a crime. Thomas Wayne, I think it was his name, and the other dude went and cleaned the city up. But the deal was Wayne was supposed to split the city with the other dude. And in the end, it looks like Wayne betrayed him and pushed him down a well to die. So all of Gotham belonged to the Waynes. Back in the 18 or 16 or 50, way, way in the past. Whatever. Whatever. So, Joker found this information out while a prisoner, while he was in Arkham Asylum. That's how he became Joker. Part of the knowledge he got there made him crazy. And he has found, tracked down the ancestor of that guy who got betrayed, who was ex-Special Forces and super badass, and also kind of crazy, and basically said, hey, I know the truth about your ancestry. I know it was stolen from you. It's all Batman's fault. And you need to go and deal with him and become the new Batman since after you take him down, Gotham will need a protector and only you can do it. And this guy has messianic delusions anyway, so he became Azrael. This book, after they rescue him, um, so the PD now all knows who Batman is. Batman's trying to, they have Joker in custody and they're trying to figure out Asriel's next move, which they know was set in motion by Joker, so they decide they try to interrogate Joker. Nothing's working. Batman's solution is to go to Harley. The original Harley and Quinzel. Psychologist. Who is now currently pregnant with Joker's child? That's awesome. Well, she got pregnant when he was sane again. Not when she was crazy. So, so he you know, goes up and convinces her, hey, I need you to come with me. She's like, no, screw off. I'm not doing this. And he's like, all right, I need you to trust me. Trust me. So he actually pulls off his mask, reveals his identity to her. Because he's actually pretty convinced she already knows who he is anyway. Mm. But they go to interrogate Joker. And there's actually a really nice back and forth as Batman knows more than Joker thinks he does. Uh, but when they try and get him to reveal like more of the plan, the big reveal is Harley shows him because he's just basically taunting Harley. It's like, because Harley shows him like, oh, please, I'm done with this chick. I mean, come on, Bats. The crazy chicks are great in the sack, but they never leave you alone. <laughs> and Which is funny. But then when she reveals she's pregnant, he just laughs his ass off and insults her, which drives her a little angry, you know, because they were hoping that would shock him. Like, oh, no, I need to do no, But it did not work. Makes sense. It's a joker. He's nuts. Um... So Harley decides, and Batman decide to go to Arkham to investigate where he was, see if they can find any clues. And there's some nice interaction between Harley and Batman there, where she like kind of starts messing with him a little bit. Because remember, this is not psycho cheerleader Harley. This is, I was in love with a bad guy, and I'm actually a brilliant psychiatrist, Harley Quintel. <laughs> um, but there's actually some fun moments where they're going through Arkham. Does Harley get out the bat? No. Uh, no. The shows are on the cover with one, but no. Uh, but it's actually kind of funny where she starts messing with him. It's like, come on, admit it. We had a rocky start, but over the years, we've become buddies, haven't we? Isn't that why? Isn't that why you brought me here? It's like the one where you are. Remember that dress you bought me? The one you let me forget about. 
It fit perfectly because you even knew my bra size. I'm a detective. Yeah, sure, that's it. So the uh, basically it's like it's like you know what? I think you only revealed your secret you revealed your secret identity as a rich and incredibly attractive man to me to get my trust. Uh huh. I know this secret. You really like me. You know, it's just it was a fun interaction. She's just messed with him, obviously. Yeah. But what's actually neat is after she reveals this idea, she's like, oh, you're an orphan. That explains so much. <laughs> so it's actually neat because she actually um, thinks of things that way. But they go through Arkham after both the inmates have been taken out because Arkham's too dangerous because there's plants there, blah, blah, blah. And while scanning April's cell, they find stuff they hadn't found before because they weren't able to do a full search because they were there surreptitiously. And they find that there's actually a second body buried under Napier's cell, dating from the time period where uh, the original Wayne Thomas was Wayne. there. Yeah. Uh, it's also revealed around that point that Gordon is retiring. Officer Montoya is becoming the new commissioner. And what's neat is that actually it's actually just a one-page scene. It's a really great scene of all the Gotham PD guys like hanging out in a bar and joke with each other. Right? And they're doing the typical cop or military thing where they all just bust each other's balls. And so when she gets the job, you know, she's like, why? Montoya's like, what? Are you giving, is this some sort of equal opportunity bullshit? You're giving it to me? She actually uses those terms. And, you know, Gordon basically tells her, you know what? If I could find a white dude to do the job better, I would have hired him. But uh, you're the best choice. Uh, not those exact words, but basically it was, come on, you're the best qualified. Everyone knows it. So don't give me that. And then, you know, the guys start kind of joking. Yeah, I'd be proud to serve under you. You know, this messing with her. And then uh, Bullock tells a joke that's uh, pretty off color. I'm not going to repeat it. I find it kind of funny, but I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Uh, read the book. It's not a great joke, but it's one of those typical military police camaraderie bust each other's balls kind of things. She's just throwing a drink in his face and she's calling him an a-hole. And everyone's laughing because that's the environment. Um, meanwhile, Gordon goes off and sees like the shadowy bat shadow in the background. like, oh, I wondered when you'd be here. But hey, that's what I tell you. Says, uh, listen, sorry I blew up you back there but about Barbara, but you know she's all I have. Barbara is... Batgirl. And he found out he was putting his daughter into danger. Guess I have to convince myself that it wasn't her decision to be Batgirl, it was yours. But you know, I know better now. I know my daughter that like she's, well, no one could force her to do anything she doesn't want to do. And I know that you're better than that. You probably tried to talk her out of it. Just promise you no more secrets. Deal? And he reaches out the hand and grabs his hand and it's Asriel says, deal. So, uh, so he gets captured and pulled off. <laughs> Nice to you animated Batman. Uh, pop quiz for Spirit's Renee Montoya. Yes, it was in the Batman animated Batman animated series. Much like Harley Quinn came from the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. So, goes back to Batman and Harley who are investigating the Arkham thing, and that's when Harley starts going to labor, of course, because that's very inconvenient. And he's like, I thought that was, that was a false alarm. Well, it's a real alarm now. Give me drugs, like uh, in your career, saying all the things we're gonna say. Give me drugs, Harley. Try relax now, or I swear to. God, I'll make you fight a pregnant woman. <laughs> Which I found funny. Uh, mainly because I remember as a biomed when I was like 19 years old, and I was calibrating neonatal monitors. I walked into a room where there's a woman who said it was fine if I went in. And all of a sudden she went to labor and she grabbed me by my lapels and yelled, give me drugs right in my face. And I had to like extricate myself very quickly. <laughs> uh, anyway. 
So the Gotham PD figures out pretty quickly that Gordon... They hear Gordon fighting back. There's gunfire. They all run out of the bar. They see Azrael has him, has a sword in his neck, and says, Tell Barbara I love her, and I couldn't be more proud. And that's when his henchmen start shooting up the cops. It looks like Gordon gets stabbed through the chest, knocked off a building. And as he, uh, after he, he gives a little speech before he stabs Gordon and tells him, Tell the devil Azrael sent you. And then, you know, Bullock gets shot. Everyone gets shot. Gordon falls into a dark, bleeding into a dark alley off a building. Which he'll probably live. He's Gordon. But it's Sean Murphy, so he might be dead. Um, a lot of going on in this book. Yeah. This series, get, series is getting a lot better as it goes on because it's able to build its story up. The first couple issues I wasn't super hot on just because it was a lot of, what is this? This is nothing. Why is, and now everything's building really nicely. Um, the art really fits the story. It's very much a detective story. It's not a, I know exactly where the changelings are. Let's go there now. He has to figure all this stuff out and he's building things. He has to return to scenes. You're like, oh, I might've missed something. Um, the characters ring true with how they've acted in previous stories. Everything is very, I really love how everything's building. There's some things I could do without, of course, but I love how everything is building in this book and everything seems to be building towards something. Um, and we're on issue three, and not once have Azrael and Batman actually come into contact, which is great. They're saving that. Um, everything in this book works. This is the best of this series so far. Really highly enjoyed it. It's not a perfect book. Not going to say that. Uh, but it actually went from moments of like, oh my god, I can't that, to moments of laughter. It really is a really excellently well written. Uh, I can't give it a four and a half. Yeah, I really do like it. It's close to four and a half. But I'm going to give it four stars. Almost four and a half. It's a great, great book. Uh, the series just keeps getting better as it goes on. Yes, Raven's Lair, four stars. Four stars. Four stars. <laughs> ah, four God stars. dang it. Well, Baldahar knows. Four stars! Oh, God, please, no! 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 <sighs> no! Four, four stars. stars. Yes, indeed. For Batman, Curse the White Knight. Number three. Good book. So... What are your thoughts? What do you think of this? Uh, what are your thoughts on Curse of the White Knight issue three? Have you enjoyed this series so far? Am I? Are you agreeing with me that this series just keeps getting better? Or do you think this isn't as good as White Knight? Or you don't get Sean Murphy at all or why people like him? Well, read anything by Tom King and you'll see why Sean Murphy is a genius by comparison. Truth. <laughs> and for any suggested future confuse, please let me know. Remember, read more comics and be a legionnaire. Is Baldar paying attention? Yes, he is. All right, it is time for <laughs> our giveaway number five Off World Trading Company, Jupiter's Forge. Did Jupiter have a forge? He was really known now. for having a it, forge. It, it's a DLC. Jupiter got a forge in the next DLC. That's, that's right. That's Exclamation point Jupiter to join. That's right. We have given this, uh, we've given this way uh, before. Have we? This I know we gave an off-world trading con company. I don't remember Jupiter's Forge. Jupiter's Forge, yeah. G mm. We gave it away before. Yeah. Cool. An excellent Let's game. See. I have not played it. Max has, I believe. Yes. I've watched. I think he streamed it. And it was very fun. Expedition of Jupiter. Everyone, jump in. Just have to be a follower. Don't have to be a member. Just a follower. That's free. And you can win off-world trading company, Jupiter's Forge. I'll be back in a minute. I need to get more soda. You do that. 
Excellent choice, Jupiter. And we're gonna move on. That's right, my friends. Garthon's comic poll. We are gonna talk about Powers of X number five, written by Jonathan Hickman, artist. R.V. Silva, colors by Marte Gracia, covered by R.V. Silva and Marte Gracia. And it's not actually Powers of X, it's Powers of Ted. Where they ask the question, what strange things lurk in the future for Marvel's mutants? And will we answer them? This book actually does a lot to explain what has been going on in Powers of Ten, which is useful because Powers of Ten has been a confusing mess of things where it's a bunch of possible future history which makes you wonder why they're even bothering if if that's the future you're creating that they've been showing in the previous issues why bother because it all sucks so uh, this issue starts in a giant aquarium or at least in one of those restaurants with aquariums all around you one of those fancy places or maybe they're at disney world i don't know so or are they, are they in an aquarium where actually standing in holograms of fishes? I'm guessing holograms of fishes. I'm going to go with holograms of fishes. Otherwise, they're pouring drinks and drinking underwater, which is hard to do. But Year Zero, Dallas, Texas. He press actually talked with Forge, basically about how could they improve Cerebro. Uh, he How he wants, hypothetically, Cerebro to be able to not only track every mutant on the planet, but to be able to download all of their memories, and not only their memories, but their personality, their soul, what makes them them. Every mutant on the planet. And store them. And Forge basically tells him, well, the power requirements alone are insane. And Francis is like, what, say, what if we had a fusion reactor? Well, that's different. Well, with storage would be insane. We, we say, well, what if we had Shi'ar data crystals? It's like, oh yeah, you got that, don't you? Well, then in theory, we could do it. Um, I do like how they bring up how Professor X brought the idea up to Hank McCoy, but McCoy just kind of cringed at the morality of the idea of backing up everyone's personalities and memories. <laughs> like, it's a little too ghoulish for him, but Forge is motivated purely by science. And a little morality. He is a hero, but... Just the idea of it, you know, that's, uh, Forge can't make anything work. That's his power. He, he is a machine genius. Techno genius. That's his powers. Mutant powers making things. So, basically, it's like, well, he actually tells him, like, the problem is there's no, but anyway, once they figure out that power requirement storage, he's like, yeah, it can be done. But is this something who that you really want to do which leads us to explain how cerebro is now powerful enough to do that when they explain it like in house of x where the dead people they just brought back to life with their backed up dna and backed up memories this explains when he started doing that he started doing it a long time ago um which is nice to see they're finally explaining where this crap came from it then goes into explaining with Magneto and Professor X meeting with the White Queen back in, and getting her on board with their plan to create a Krakoa nation and that they would need her and the Hellfire Club because they have international connections to the other mainly criminal. They need those 
criminal connections to distribute the drug they're developing that will heal and cure all human diseases. There are some countries who won't let it in, so they need a back door, and the Hellfire Club can do that. In exchange for that, White Queen has to bring back uh, the Black King. That way he can actually run the organization while she is the public face of it working with them. She can't be doing both. So she has to bring back Sebastian Shaw. In exchange, on the 12-member board, she gets two, the Hellfire Club gets two spaces to determine like how the nations run. She eventually convinces them to give them three spaces with all the other concessions she has to do, and they agree. Um, a lot of conversation going that about the morality. She also, I, what I liked was White Queen, basically Emma Frost, when they told her their idea of like, hey, we're going to build, get all the mutants and build an island nation for them, she actually told them, that is a really bad idea. Every time we've done that, she looked at Magneto, especially you should know this, they go to the island and kill everyone there. This is a very bad idea. Very, very bad. And they're yeah, like, it's, nah. it's always... Yeah, it's, it's it's always surprised me when in these comics they, they think the greatest idea is, oh, we'll make our own nation. No, that means you're putting the the thing that everyone hates in one spot. Yeah. But, you know, and they eventually convince her, and she's like, well, I'm on board, but I don't like it. But let's see where this goes. Um, after which, it shows when Professor Rex had his new Cerebro and Hack Krakoa start half set up, and he, started, he contacted mentally every mutant in the world... And say, hey, guess what, bro? I got the party bus set up. You just got to come here, man. Ooh, party island, Krakoa, tropical beaches, mutant freedom, free love, hang out, Krakoa. And, you know, the most interesting part of that is actually shows him telepathically contacting Namor in Atlantis. So it kind of begins and ends with him underwater. Which I, I think is on purpose. And when he contacts Magneto and you know, basically gives him the same spiel as everyone else, Namor uh, tells it because Professor X is like, all mutants are welcome, whether you're branded good or evil. And Namor's like, the good, the evil, and those beyond such quaint conceptions. It's like, yes, we are, Namor. And we want you to join us, so please, come home. It's kind of you to ask. But if I'm comprehending the real reason you're doing this, because you finally realized what you are to them, that you are not them, and they will never accept you or love you, not because you don't deserve it, but because they envy you. They hate your superiority, and they always will. It's good that you finally figured it out, this out. But now let me ask you, do I strike you as someone who just now realized how much better I am than everyone else? Do you actually think I believe that you feel that way too? Go away, little man. Don't come back until you really mean it. So I love that interaction with Namor because he thinks Professor X is calling is full of crap. Professor X is saying, yeah, yeah, we're better than everyone. We're the best, but you don't need to come. And, well, and he's like, you don't really believe this. You're only doing this as part of a precept. Well, it's a pretext to making peace with all the humans, to be their equal. And that's not what we are. We're homo superior. And I'm freaking king of Atlantis. I'm king of the oceans. That's two-thirds of the planet. You're a dude with a funny helmet. Go away. Uh, it also then goes to the far future, where earlier 
the humans of the crazy future tried to interact with a super machine intelligence. The idea of the super machine intelligence who was pan universal would join with them and therefore their culture would be preserved eternally and they'd be one with them. Uh, and it looks like they agreed because they're actually communicating. Then they killed their elder, then ran off. Which leaves... Wait, what? It, it like made like a human shape, kissed the elder in the forehead, and the elder disintegrated. But it looks like they agreed. And later they're talking with the super future Nimrod thing and it says they agreed. Why then did they destroy the elder? Nimrod says, well, there's really not enough data to make an error-free prediction librarian well your best guess then he then goes into a long spiel with some pseudo-scientific stuff basically you could sum it up as the machine intelligence we're dealing with is so dense in its structure and intelligence it goes back to the beginning of the universe and its data is so dense it's create it's made from elemental matter of the universe so dense it creates black holes. The black holes to the center of the, of the galaxy are probably caused by their data storage of what they've done, their knowledge base. That's how dense it is. It literally creates black holes. Their way of thinking is completely alien. You can't com we cannot comprehend just how smart they are. We are on the very edge of what they've become. The very barest edge where if you saw a caveman create sparks with flint, that's what they saw and decided to come and check it out. And they've agreed to bring us in the collective, but that means they're going to completely destroy and, and eat the earth because it needs the biomass. It'll perfectly store everything as databanks. So yeah, humanity will exist forever, but the earth will be gone and all of us with it, leaving nothing behind. Sounds great. So yeah, that was a bad idea. And Sounds that's like uh, what, what what's his name from from uh, from DC Brainiac. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and that's where the book ends. The so okay, sure. I will say this. Marhawk has this ran based on what he said about to photocopy. Yeah, it's like they taped the, it's like they taped the human race and then they shoved the v, shoved your VHS in the back shelf to forget about. That's yeah, what no one's is. no one's gonna watch it. So what does it matter? Right. It's like taking a picture of your house and burning the house down, saying, and then you go later. This is where I live. Uh, yeah, this book was a much easier read, or much more entertaining read than the other ones because it actually explained things and why they're happening. Which not say I like the conclusions. That I I the machine intelligence super future stuff to me isn't very interesting or entertaining. It sounds like someone who read a few books on physics or quantum theory trying to sound smart to themselves. Uh, trust me, as someone who's done that, I know. They uh, <laughs> So it, it's okay. It sounds smarter than it is with the whole machine intelligence thing at the end. Uh, okay, I get it, but so what? The rest of the story is a lot... Is much more entertaining. It's nice to see where stuff is coming from. It makes House of X make more sense. It doesn't make it good. And so it's okay as a read. All right. I understand why you would choose not to let people understand this stuff before having it make a difference in House of X. 
But really, to me, I would have preferred to understand where this is coming from. A more linear story would have made a lot more sense and been a lot more interesting to read to me. Because basically what you're getting through House of X and Powers of Ten is a clip show where it looks like a director had a long story and he decided to try and cut it up and like splice things together to make it more artsy. It's now a montage. Yeah, artsy montage. like he's trying like, oh man, I'm submitting this to Cannes. Okay, I need to make half it black and white and I'm going to cut it all up. And that's what it seems like. You could have told a cohesive story at once and it would have been a lot more interesting. But you decided to cut it up and try and sound like you're smart. And you're not. You're just telling the same story in a bad order. Maybe the art house crowd will be into it. I'm not. It's okay. Like I said, not a bad book. It actually was nice to actually get backstory to why things were happening. Uh, some decent character development. I. It's nice to see maybe Professor X, from what Namor's saying, is not buying into this stuff that he's putting out there. Like he actually does have an ulterior motive of peaceful cohabitation. Being equal to humanity. Everyone getting together. Maybe that's actually his goal. And Namor because he's been in the I'm a superior mutant and I have my own nation position for so long doesn't buy his act I could see that uh, so a fun book I actually enjoyed it it's more than two and a half stars no it's definitely not eh, like if I had to compare this between this and Strike Force it's way better than Strike Force I'm going to give this book the highest rating I think I've given a Powers of X book at three and a half stars wow yeah, I High really praise. enjoyed it. It was nice seeing character development. It was nice seeing characters Explanations. make... Explanations, yeah. Yeah, and it was nice seeing characters make logical statements to what Professor X is doing. Like when Emma Frost is like, this is dumb, this doesn't make sense. I'll go along with it because I want to see where you're going. Because you, if anyone can pull it off, you can, but this is a bad idea. Uh, and for Namor, even telling him, this isn't going to work. From Forrest telling him, I don't know about all this. It's nice seeing so not everyone go, wow, what a fantastic idea. Let's sell humans drugs the, and put everyone on an island. Yeah. On board the, the mutant island train. Namor is a mutant. Yes, he is. He's yep. half Atlantean and half mutant. So Human mutant. Well, I'm sure. Well, he's not half sure. fish mutant. That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be weird. There you go. That's the weird part. Yep. <laughs> but yes, he's half human mutant. And he's, ha- that is correct, Mark Hawkman, and half Atlantean. And that's why he's not blue like all the other Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. Or green. Some of them are green. You know. So, yeah. Three and a half stars. I re- actually enjoyed this one. It was a good read. Uh, Arby Silva's art is always great. Uh, Marty Gracia's coloring is great. Jonathan Hickman loves his complex stories. He loves to feel smart. He probably is smart. I have no way of saying he's dumb. But... The book is trying to be a bit more art house than it should. Um, he did a better job when he was doing the Avengers and kind of doing the same thing with his over complex plot. Um, but it was better when he did it with Avengers. This just seems too cut up. But three and a half stars. Fun book. Interesting read. I don't super recommend it, but if you're already in it, this is a good issue. Cool. So what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? Uh, what are your thoughts on Powers of Ten number five? Do you like it? Do you think Powers of Ten will go down history as one of the greatest series ever written? And I just am too short-sighted to see its genius. Please explain to me why. Um, do you agree with me that maybe he's trying to be a little too fancy by cutting up the story the way he has and not doling it out in 
reasonable linear timelines. Uh, if you have suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. I'd appreciate it. Be a legionnaire. If you want more Garth, you can find Garth on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, comment. You can find my Garth on Comic Pulse segments, Yakuza Kiwami playthrough, my team-ups with Heathen Dog and others, and coming soon, my role-playing recycling. And also join us for full streams of anime comic games, member-only chat and giveaways, both the Q&A with with members, and YouTube membership counselors, Patreon giveaway goals. But I say join us live on Twitch, where you can be a kin and a party to all the giveaways that we have. Many giveaways, many giveaways. In fact, we're having one right now, today, if you're watching live on Twitch, but you're not part of it. Unless you're here right now, then you are. If you're watching on YouTube, please join us on Twitch. Be a part of this. Heathen Dog, Garthon, Legion Myth. Thank you. All right, it's now time to roll for the off-world trading company, Jupiter's Forge. Exclamation point, Jupiter. Ten more seconds. Exclamation point, <laughs> Jupiter. If you're not in on it, get in on it. Now, free With Grace Reserve, if written, if Fred Strix evolves into a hyper-tardigrade to fight the machine people. Why not a giant? Why doesn't he evolve into a space salamander? We've all established that is the ultimate of human evolution. Voyager established that. We can't. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, that's right. The ultimate human evolution is a six-legged yes. space salamander. That's right. That's, that's right. Perfect. And... Yeah. Okay. All right. They We're do have mutant ties. There's a lot of mutant ties. Closing the giveaway, and we're gonna pick our winner. Who's it going to be? I don't know. Let's find out. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Gwendolyn Obscuro. Congratulations, Gwendolyn Obscuro. You have won. Off-world training cover Jupiter's Forge. Congratulations. Cross to target a human. That's just creepy. Oh, I'm just envisioning that. It's just weird. Okay, Ugh. I'm going to whisper. Okay, I put myself in chat. Whisper me your email address, and you will get this game tomorrow. Indeed. They oh, went back a, to become salamanders. A, I thought they went forward to become salamanders. I'm gonna rewatch the episode. I thought they were evolving, not devolving. Yeah, they, they were. They were evolving. Yeah. yeah, they evolved and become salamanders. I Duncan's. I maybe his conjecture is past salamander, uh, six-legged space salamander is tardigrade. They did no, that already the, on Discovery. Raven Slayer. They did it on Voyager. Well, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marv says, don't forget to hybridize brain bleach with the tardigrade first. Oh, uh, all right. Great. Giveaway number five, Empyrean Galactic five. Survival. Boom, open giveaway, exclamation point, Legion rocks for all you Algarian fans out there. Woo! We're going to get this game. Now, this is, this is a very special game. Well, it's to, special to me, to it's a very very special special us, because every Thursday night, Garthon and I and viewers, just like you, play this on the stream. Now, if you want to play on the Legion private server, which is behind this door, 10 feet behind me right here, then you can. If you win the game and you are a subscriber to the channel, you get access to the private server and you can play with us throughout the week. And especially if you want on stream, it's a good deal. Uh, Imperion is a, uh, is a survival sandbox, uh, high tech world type game. You build things, and, uh, you make things. Yeah, you built. Yeah. You, you get, you get dropped on a planet in an escape pod. You get, you get a bottle of water. You get a protein bar, and you get good luck. Survival tool. You get a survival tool. You get a survival tool. That's right. Wouldn't last long and without it. Wouldn't last. No, it wouldn't last long enough. And uh, you you were playing it this week, I know. 
And uh, you go and you try and build yourself a life on this world. You know, you, you build a base, you you defend yourself against hostile aliens, you gather enough resources to leave the planet, go to another planet that has higher tech resources so you can build higher tech things. Of course, on that planet, those pesky Xerax are everywhere. They're, they're, they're like the they're like Klingon Empire or the Romulans. They're everywhere. And they hate you hard. They hate you hard. It's crazy. And uh, so, you know, and they're stronger on harder planets and it's a progression. And uh, when, when you win the game, you basically, you know, you, you're stronger than the enemy could ever be. And uh, you can just, uh, we, we do, do a server wipe and we start again with different scenarios, with uh, different patches because they are constantly patching the game. Every, every couple of months they add new features. Uh, this, this last couple of features they added, uh, uh, hull plating, just like in uh, uh, the Enterprise TV show, where they have hull the polarization. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you get shot, you don't just get blown to bits immediately. You don't have to have 15 layers of armor between you and imminent death. You can have a couple layers of armor and uh, force fields. There you go. And you hang out in a fight much longer, and it's, uh, it's a lot cooler. But uh, uh, I put together a clip, a small clip, 30 seconds, I think, maybe a little less, of... Uh, the last couple of heathen dog fails. Woohoo! That's full yes, screen. Yes, where, where I have either screwed up or died. So go oh. ahead and roll that beautiful beat. All right, let's go. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Oh, I lost it. You lost it. Oh, right, no. Right, here he comes. All right. Oh, no. Place to block. Oh, it's a... oh, where'd he go? Oh, no. Place to block. Oh, it's a disaster. Oh. No. Oh, God. You can turn the sound on. Sound is on. No, that's a rocket, Xerox. Oh, Jesus. that's right. I can't hear it. What? He's going around the corner. They're shooting at him. That's me. The that's from my point of view. That's hidden dog in front of me. Kaboom! Yep. Rocket. Well, <laughs> see, I I turned around. I I saw you behind me. I was like, oh my god, is that a Xerox behind me? And I took my eye off the Xerox that was rocket launching at me. And and you got rocket launched. And I got rocket launched. And in the first one, I was trying to save Mar Hawkman, who was caught inside that oh, tube. No. I was gonna try oh, and uh, and no. cut cut uh, cut into. The, uh, the the floating fortress, but I fell off the ship. <laughs> I kind of stepped left when I should have stepped right or something, and I fell off the ship. Yep. Hey, what? I didn't get killed. Well, I no, usually I get got, killed. Yeah, these clips wasn't killed. killed. That's true. Yeah, I, these are heathen dog fails, not Garthon fails. That's right. But uh, yeah, when when you die, uh, you respawn either at your base or you you can choose to respawn nearby where you died and. Uh, you're you have your armor, but you have no weapons, no nothing in your backpack. You have to go get your backpack where where you died, put it back in inventory to get back in a fighting shape. And if you died in very hostile territory under a firefight, you're gonna have some trouble. Uh, you might want to go back home first and gear up again. You know, so uh, have, having redundancies is a good idea with items and armor and weapons and such. Absolutely. But the, the, the game uh, is becoming more and more uh, uh, robust as time goes on. Uh, um, the, uh, they're, they're, if you try that, uh, before the, the evil Xerox were the only ones that were attacking your base. Now, if you piss off the, the, the primitive yet stalwart Talon faction, they're, they're like, a, they're like a, a lizard people, hippie lizard people. They're pretty nice, you know, whatever. But if you somehow piss them off, just like uh, some people accidentally steal from them all the time, 
uh, they will attack your base as well. They don't try and take it over and kill you. They they uh, they have like some kind of magical chanting ability that they get around your base and then they they cut all power. All right, let's roll for this puffy. Oh, you roll for right now. Okay, we're rolling for right now. All right, uh, exclamation point Legion rocks. You got uh, five seconds to get in. I don't think, I don't think anyone's complaining. Everyone's in. Nope. Everyone's, everyone's waiting. In. Okay. Closing it. Closing it. Picking a winner. Pax Federatica Pax wins the won. day. Congratulations, and Pax. Pax. Pax is a uh, subscriber. I is think. a uh, subscriber, so he can join us on the server if he so desires. Likes exactly. So go ahead and message uh, Mr. Heathen Dog. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna whisper again. Get your code. Go ahead and click on my name, whisper me, and we're good to go. All right, everyone. Remember, Gen Con 2020 is coming. We thank, thank you all for joining us so much. We really do appreciate it. Thank you ever so much. So remember, ticket registration, January, activity sign up, May, event is in August. Join us, be there with us, hang out with us, play games with us. It'll be fun. Streaming schedule. We are talking to this Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., Shroud of the Avatar with Elgarian, the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the entirety of the internet, and dare I say this reality I said I stand by he the dog left for dead 2 with Elgarian at 8pm and don't forget he's also streaming on his own channel Tristan slash he the dog with Friday at 10am 7 days to die Empyrean Thursday with Garthon and you our members our players our friends at 8.30 Empyrean got survival Saturday 8pm live stream Sunday Final Fantasy 3 9 p.m. with Garthon. Be there. Have fun. Tuesday to Friday, starting October 1st, Maxilio will be doing Destiny 2. That's right. This is your channel keep. Leave it at channel 2. Twitch.tv slash season 2. Come for the raid. Stay for the bad gameplay. Maxilio will be sad, and we will laugh. Prize giveaway starts with Leave it at 2. Reach the status on Twitch. Leave it at 2. Follow, subs, etc. Counter lose prize giveaway goals. Join us on Discord or watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash students, get our gear, shop.spreadshirt.com slash legion of myth, intimidate your friends, find your enemies, I said that backwards, gain love, legion of gear, follow us on Twitter, legion of myth, watch us live on Twitch, best way, thank you everyone, we really do appreciate all of our Patreons, all of our subscribers, thank you so much, and remember, you have one life, live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great, die or to win all.